matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. So, Merry Christmas. No, Christmas is over. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. All done. New year. New, New us. Me. No, it's the same old shit. We're going to carry on with the same old shit, listeners. Same old cobblers. So, um, we've got a guest on today. His name is Peter Beckett. Say hello, Peter Beckett. Hello, Peter Beckett. Thank you very much. Um, basically, Peter, he has some RPG credentials because we've been gaming since the old days. I say it's about all of our guests because it's kind of true for all of them. Yeah. But we've been playing, we were playing the old D&D board game back in the day when we were kids. You were there during the early days of 4th edition, which was bloody awful. Yeah, it was a terrible game. I know, but I was new. And that's why... We all were. Today we're talking about DM mistakes. But, just before we begin, I want to give you a flavour of what Peter's like. Um, So, I'm going to share one of my earliest memories. Because Pete is the person I've known in the world the longest time. Known in the world the longest time. Uh, I'm not counting people that come from different worlds. Um, But Uh, basically... (laughs) <laughs> what I wanted to share with you guys was in nursery, we had this um, like two-seater bike that you could sit on, and um, me and Peter wanted to use the bike, but this kid called Sham, he was trying to get the bike, and he, he, he was like, no, no, I'm riding a bike, and I was like, but you're one guy, this is a two-seater bike, what's wrong with you? So me and Peter <laughs> picked that bitch up and chucked him over a fence. That's teach him. Yeah. <laughs> Live from an owlbear's growler, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslide, and me, Harrison Hunt, aka the Juggler, and we are Tabletop Twats. Okay, so listeners, oh my god, have we got a show for you today? I'm not saying it's a good one, I'm just saying a show. We got a show. We've definitely got a show, and we've got features and creatures, such as what you've been saying when we talk about what we've been playing. We've got the main subject with this week is Dungeon Master Mistakes, Common yeah. Pitfalls. And then we've got Adventure Call, followed by Fireside Tales and The Challenge Room. And you know what? I'm so excited, I've become erect. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Harrison, for God's sake. Shield your eyes. <laughs> Shield your eyes, people. There's a tiny tent in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oi! Yeah. What you slaying? So this is What You've Been Slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. It's a clever pun, Peter. Yes, it's a clever pun. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm so glad that you agree. You don't have to agree with me all the time, Pete, don't worry. No, he does. He does. That was part of the... I said to him before he came on. If you want to come on the show, just agree with everything I say. That's it. No, it's Harrison only, not you. I was was told... Specifically, that that wrote. That yeah, way, yeah just it, agree so. with me, not me. Yeah, yeah agree of with me, course. <laughs> I have you doing all sorts. Of um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't want that to happen. Definitely. <laughs> Can we skip that right now? De- oh, he's yeah. definitely talking about bum stuff, right? What? Yes, probably. So, um, <laughs> basically, a lot has happened because it's been a while since we recorded one of these podcasts. But we um, wanted to talk about what it's like to go shopping for RPGs in the UK because. Oh, we have a lot of Canadian, American, Lithuanian listeners, and for them, RPG shops might be a common thing. It's it's often easy to find them, but yet, in England, and that ain't the case, baby. Nope. No. 
Not so Nick and I went out on a shopping trip recently, which was actually a big event because we don't have many RPG shops around here. There's two, I think, in the entire world. <laughs> no, I mean, we've got one near us, which is quite good, but then there's no proper big ones. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's right, yeah. So we heard about two that were in London, which is nearby us, and uh, one was Orcs Nest. Orcs Nest. And the other was Leisure Games, yes. which is a great shop. But yes. Basically, we went to Orcs Nest and we bought a bunch of stuff. It was a quite a good shop. Very small, very packed. Industrial. Industrial looking, loads of metal all around. Yeah, no Orc or Nest. And pretty much there, the only things you could find were like the regular staples in it. Yeah, I mean, when we walked in, if you remember, we, we went straight to like the first kind of... Uh, Shelf, if you like, there was we went past the book, uh, the board games, and was like, Oh, there we go, this is the RPG shelf. And there was just literally DD and something else a bit shit. And I was like, You're telling me this is it, you know? And then luckily, we looked up, didn't we? And there was a whole second floor, which yeah, had a lot more stuff, it had a lot more stuff, but it still was pretty quite... tight. There's a lot of people in there, you was kind of you couldn't really look properly, could you? Because you're constantly getting out of the way for someone to kind of shuffle past, yeah, yeah it wasn't great. Um, yeah, now, whereabouts in London is it located? Soho. It was Leicester Square, wasn't yeah. it? It's the nearest station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah, smack five, bang inside five ten minute walk from there, probably. I'd say so. It's right next okay. to Chinatown. Yeah, near Chinatown. Oh, yeah. Town, yeah, yeah. I know where it is. Then. Um, it's a cool looking shop. It's just where it is is automatically going to make it busy. I'd say one of the bonuses they had there is that they had Reaper miniatures, which yes. are unbelievably cheap. And I can show you a couple of these now because I got this one very there. Reasonably this I painted myself, so be very careful with it. But what Peter yeah. is looking at is called Great Worm. Great Worm. Great Worm. That is a great worm. And if you're it's, just, yeah, no, that's a great worm. No, not, not that. <laughs> we, yeah, and you, you painted it yourself, didn't you? It's really fucking cool, actually. I yeah. haven't seen this in the flesh yet. And, and the thing uh, is, realistically, around here, the only like minis that. you can get are the metal ones, which tend to be, in terms of detail, low quality, but better material. Yeah. And so in uh, in Orcs Nest, they had a really good selection of Reaper miniatures, so we bought wow. a couple. Two Ooh, pounds fifty each. Um, is it easier to paint an acrylic? I'm assuming this is acrylic. Or whatever it's made out of. You uh, know what? This, this particular miniature, I'll put a, po- a picture up on uh, on G Plus. But um, the thing is, is that that particular miniature was easy to paint, but but it's because it was massive. Right. I still have the other ones to paint. I've got Bethalian, which is like a Cthulhu wizard type thing, and mm-hmm. a little uh, demon woman. So basically, cool, yeah, that's pretty cool. She reminds me of the Halloween um, Mercy. Watch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but really the thing cool. is, um, cool. yeah, I can't say if they're cool. easier to paint yet or not. I'd okay. imagine they are, but I don't fucking know. We'll basically. find out. What, yeah. do you think, what colour are you thinking of painting it? Well, that one's going to be red, because it's a demon. She's pretty hot. Okay. <laughs> and a very sexy woman. You except, for a, except for her feet. Think of course she was not too nice. Look at her feet, yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah, but right. anyway, um, after that we went to Ledger Games. Yes. Which Ledger is Games. the best fucking store I've ever been to. It was like Nirvana, wasn't it? It was fucking unreal. Now, to oh, people... I've never been myself, so... We will take you. We're going to go Take, take, you, on a, we'll take you on a voyage journey. to Leisure Games. Man, what a shop. What a cool shop. They had the best selection on the planet. The, but the thing is, it wasn't... They had the current stuff. They had that all there. Yep. And they had every book you could possibly fucking imagine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and more. But they also had um, loads of old stuff, too. And in perfect condition. I got two, yep. two Hackmaster books. I'm trying to reach behind the shelf to get them. I've got two Hackmaster books. I've got the um, Hacklopedia of Beasts. I've got a couple okay. of editions of that. Now, this is a very, very old book. So treat it with care, Pete. He's now holding it. Don't. I, ca- I can't be tasked with this responsibility. I'm sorry. But anyway. I have to pass this on to the <laughs> what, I would, Thanks, man. what I would like you guys to comment on is the, the, the quality. It looks like it's just come off the press. Yeah. It looks it brand looks fucking like it was new. printed yesterday. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. And that's the thing is that is that these books are rare, and even on eBay you find them for inflated prices, and they're damaged. Yeah. You know, and this is perfect fucking condition. Yeah. I was amazed by it, and they had loads of shit like that. They had independent games such as Beneath the Golden Sky or some shit was made by the same guy that made made. They had a Sailor Moon RPG. They had all sorts of stuff there. It was amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. They had also, every, I mean, you could tell they care about all their books because every single book was in its own individual plastic case, which was really nice touch, I thought. And they'd let you open them yeah. to, to have a look at. They even had like two three-page supplements that were individually packaged and priced. Uh, reasonably, everything was reasonably priced as well. I mean, some of the things were cheaper than... Um, e- uh, eBay for instance I mean bubblegum shoes about 25 quid on those Hackmaster books that I got typically on eBay you can find them for about 20 quid they were mm. £12 there so cheaper and better quality yeah the shop. and the quality is amazing yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. so surprised like yeah. how crisp it is it just seems like it's just come straight off the printing exactly. press it's unreal yeah really nice now, so, now Nick I know you like spending money of course <laughs> from my shit from what I hear, so you're gonna to have to explain to me what you bought. Oh man, yeah. London. So I, yeah, I got some. Cool well, you would have been crazy, didn't you, man? I probably spent about forty quid total. <laughs> but you, surprise. Nick, Nick, I think that he's he's now having to remortgage his house. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The loan sharks due Friday. How but, many uh, times have you now remortgaged? <laughs> Is it about three or <laughs> four? The third time. Every yeah, time no. he finds a new system, he likes. So That's it. I saw so everything. So you're thinking the third time's the charm for the remortgage? That's it. <laughs> third time's the caravan, mate. That's uh, that's uh, we're we're out of the house. <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, you won't be able to fit everything in that caravan if you oh, that's a good shit, point. So good point, um, you might have to cut back on on a few expenses now, mate. I might have to live in a mobile uh, bookshelf. That might help. <laughs> live in a bookshelf in a, or live in a library. All right. Um, so what did anyway, you get, Nick? Um, so I got I got a bunch of stuff. I got um, Fear itself, which is a horror setting for uh, the Gumshoe system. And um, I was reading more about the Gumshoe system. It seems really cool. I played it once. Me and Harrison played it. We had a good time, didn't we? Played Trailer Cthulhu, yeah, which was awesome. But um, this is uh, this is uh, I like the premise because it's almost it's normal people thrown into horrible and and scary situations. So it's not people that are armed for the apocalypse or whatever it is. You know, it's just average Joes thrown into a terrible situation, which is a cool cool idea, which I really like. Um, I also oh, sorry, sorry. It sort of sounds like um, Harrison, you know, Left for Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. I so I like those kind of systems yeah. where you have the only advantage is is like very small. You remember in like Resident Evil Outbreak File Two? Yeah. How there was a uh, there was a Japanese student on it, and her only power was that she had a backpack, and the other guys didn't. Like shit <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. So yeah, <laughs> she could fan. carry like That's massive cool, amounts of stuff with her. Like there was. I can't so remember. Super handy though. Yeah. I That's think what there you was like. someone who was like much better with like guns, and someone mm-hmm. was better with like blunt objects and yeah. stuff like that. So. And that's what I think that with Fear itself, it would be kind of cool playing that where very mundane things become almost like superpowers. It's like, hey, I've got a backpack, motherfucker. Exactly. Well, you got hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, also, on the same thing, I've got um, um, Bubblegum Shoe, which again is uh, the gumshoe system again, but this one's a little bit different, a little bit cool. Um, it's basically t- a teen detective story game. So... It's like what Call of Cthulhu investigation, but yeah. kids at school. But I was saying um, before, I ran a Call of Cthulhu game set in a school with a bunch of investigators. Yes, you yeah. and you could do that in Bubblegum Shoe. Totally, yeah. Something like that, or or you could do some Scooby Doo type shit. Yeah, exactly. Like that. It looks really cool. The art's really nice in the book. We're actually, I think you're going to grab it next time we go up to there. So yeah, yeah. Come along, Pete, as well. Yeah, I will do. 
Definitely, but yeah, so that I've got that as well. I've got a few other bits, but we're, this section will go on forever. So we're, uh, I'll guess we'll talk about the, the other bits maybe next time. But yeah, you were <laughs> explaining to me about Bubblegum Tube before we Man, started, yeah. and um, it's only really cool because like, I'm more into playing like Kavuda recently. So um, it sounds pretty interesting to me as a system, like, one that I would really want to try because it yeah. sounds very similar to that. Well, but I like I like anything a bit different, and and I think that with that you the, the playing as teens. Investigating horrible shit. Yeah, yeah, and we. I think you could even make it really dark or really light-hearted. Totally, yeah, yeah. exactly. It when I was reading it, I mean, I read a little bit about it, and obviously, you don't die in this game. Um, you lose your call, so mm. you know things like that. So not only are you investigating like evil and and uh, stuff like that, you also got to worry about your reputation at school. You know who so and so has been chatting to, and yeah. <laughs> things like that. But that's basically what RPG shop is like in the UK, I guess. I mean, it's not great. We usually buy it on the internet, but there yeah. are two cool shops. Yeah. And we said to Leisure Games that we plugged them, but we didn't want to tell them what the pod, yeah. cod, the, the, the podcast, the pod, pod, the pod, podcast. Pod. we didn't want to say what it was called because we were like, <laughs> we was a bit embarrassed. We just we? like we run a, a podcast. I was standing there when we was buying that stuff, and I was like, is he going to say anything? Or, 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 or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just as he was leaving, was like, um, oh, by the way, uh, yeah. can I get a card? <laughs> I had that situation in Hastings. I went down there like um, over October, and there was this RPG shop that had just opened up, and. Um, I was going to plug you guys, and I just didn't really want to say the name. So <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so we've sorry we've really, about that, guys. The marketing faux pas there, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was. Oh well, we'll get over it. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I know what you mean. though. <laughs> I had to pick up a parcel, and trying to explain to the uh, to parcel force, you know, I'm who it's are, a podcast that it's addressed to the twats. Who it's are quite without difficult. doubt like the worst postal service oh, in the world. So well, we know that now. Well, yeah. Anyway, other than that, the the only other thing that we've been playing really is um, you played Shadowrun with me. Yeah, first um, game on Shadowrun. What was your favourite thing about it? Uh, well, Harrison DMing was. <laughs> I just pointed to myself. <laughs> <Pretty> sweet. <laughs> He's trying to imply like something. I think. Maybe you have to grieve me. No, I'm just. Uh, no. But did you like Shadowrun? What did you think about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really, really cool game. Um, I really like the augment system actually, even though my character didn't have an augment. Yeah. Like, and unfortunately, I was the only one without a comlink, so I was the only one that wasn't synced up to. Oh man! Yeah, it was so funny. Like, I had to travel around with someone at all times who had a comlink because I was. But they they that. That happens, though. We had a situation like that before in GURPS. Yeah. Where I got his, he's shot out of his head. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really funny though in um in Shadowrun because um they they all had these comlinks and so they could text each other. Just by thinking it oh, during the fight. Nice. Each other by thinking as well. Oh, so you don't actually have to speak out loud. You can have a conversation. And just like, text yeah, people, yeah. But That's then cool. Peter didn't have one, so it would constantly be like where <laughs> we saying? There was a bit where they were running away from this. Which was yeah. There was a bit where they were running away from these tanks, and Philip's character Gentry was running across the rooftops, and he'd seen the tank, and he tried to text these guys to tell him, and he's like, right, I'm just going to text Sledge, and then Sledge, you just tell Koida. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's going on? What's going on? I was just completely out of the <laughs> oh, loop. Oh man! Um, in the next session, Harrison's like introduced like um, a shop system, so I can at least buy a comlink. This pop time. up to the shop and get that put in. Is yes. it um, is it a, is it a straightforward thing? Is just buying it, or do you have to have surgery? You do have to have surgery um, usually, but because we're sort of doing these as like somewhat one shots, monster of the week type thing, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to say it can be done overnight. Brilliant. Basically, okay, yeah. cool. so just to keep it tight. Keep it simple. Yep, that fits to it. Robot. Robot simple. What you were saying to me is you wanted to be sort of like a mission based system and each character sort of in or out into a different mission. Nice, I like that. Yeah, so it should be good. But um, let's move on because this this section's gone on for too long. Yes. Goodbye. (laughs)
This is the main subject. Ooh. Ooh, it's gonna be a good one. We're talking about uh, DM or GM mistakes. Yeah. Common shit that GMs do that pisses us off. <laughs> that can ruin a game. That yeah. can ruin lives, Peter. It can Im- it can ruin immersion. Exactly. More yeah. importantly, yes. Yes, yes. More importantly than lives, immersion. Um, but the first thing I wanted to talk about basically was because. Part of the reason I wanted to do this was because back in the day, I made fuckloads of mistakes. Of course I did, because if you recall, the first system that we tried was 4th edition. Now, some people will say that was a mistake, but I I think that you can actually get some good adventures out of it. But the fact of the matter is, is that I remember one of the first sessions I tried, I tried the adventure that comes with the fucking box. And I remember what I did is I assumed that the, the adventure modules, right... And we this this will contradict something we said in the past because I said if you can't do your own campaign and you're a new DM, get an adventure module. Oh yeah. But sort of don't a bit. The reason being is because a lot of new GMs assume that adventure modules will be uh, it will run themselves. You just need to read through it as you're playing. Just reading a book to someone. Yeah, basically. And that's not how it fucking works. And that's what I assumed back in the day. And I got this book out of the box and we did the encounter. I recall it being somewhat fun, but then at the end I just I was like the guys were like, Well, what happens now? And I, I looked at the book and I was looking through I was looking through the book and I went, He gives you a medallion and both of them went, Is that it? And I was like, yeah, and I didn't put any flavour in. I didn't do anything because I was just—I thought the book would have that all covered for me. And, and of course, Italian. That might be down to the fact that I didn't really properly read it. So mm-hmm. if you are going to run an adventure module, read it properly. And secondly, be aware that you're going to need to improvise as well and yeah. still be a DM. If not, yeah, it, it gives you ideas. It doesn't DM for you. No, but even as a general sort of player sort of standpoint, like you should think like that as well. Anyway. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah. And um, I think, yeah, because the adventure may give you hooks and things like that, but you still need to be a fucking character. Yeah, exactly. People make mistakes. It happens. It's a part of life, and you should just accept that as part of the game anyway as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, my first run, I didn't... I just thought, yeah, I just made me own. Because I had only ever played with guys that you, Harrison, or Sean, had written their own story. So gave me confidence to just go for it rather than just reading and that's not a bad idea but I think if you're going to use an adventure module make sure you know it make sure you know it inside inside out out. yeah Yeah. totally and make sure you can improvise when when shit goes differently because it's definitely gonna and I think that was like the very one of the only times that I'd actually played an adventure module and it was um, I remember it being particularly bad and we just never (laughs) played it again so (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, but that, that was a lot of my early games were pretty fucking awful like that because I didn't I, I didn't understand what the fucking game was and the, the fourth edition rulebook does a terrible job of telling you what it was. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I didn't read the rulebook myself, but I remember it being particularly awful from what you've explained for me oh, over the years. Man. So. And the fights dragged on. Anyway, um, moving on. Nick, you had a point you wanted to make about GM PCs. GM NPCs. Uh, making them better than the players. <laughs> it's 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 um, it's not a game against the players. Mm. So you know, it's it's a, I think personally, it's like a combined uh, it's a combined storytelling experience. I think, and you know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be the GM, get behind your screen and make the world and everything that's inside it, but then don't try and be a player as well. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's awfully common for people to do that and it really, really sucks because you're never, ever, ever going to have it 
where that guy is as in the dark as the players. Yeah. It's a, even if you do it subconsciously, even if you have every intention of making that, that guy, you know, um, be as organic as possible, you're going to fuck something up. Yeah. I, I mean, can you imagine if you're in a fight and it gets to the GMMP, uh, the GMPC's turn and he gets the final blow and this huge monster that you've all been battling for ages and then he takes all the glory and not anybody in the party... It would fucking yeah, suck. This would suck, yeah, you know. So always make them super background. I think, yeah, and I think you if you I mean? have... Yeah. A lot of um, games have NPCs that travel around with the party, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like one of the common mistakes that GMs make is that they make them basically like a fucking integral part of a bloody team. And you should, absolutely. But what a lot of people do is they'll have, have an NPC on the team who always suggests the right thing to do and is try is there to keep the players on track, you know. What do you, you think about my NPCs in the zombie game? For me, they were fodder for you guys. Well, that, that was basically it. I mean, we fed some to the zombies. The old girl was forgot about most of the time, but when, when the party moved, they were with them because A, I thought responsibility and morals come into it. Yeah. And yeah. secondly, angles for, you know, if you get seven sticky situation... You've got extra people there. More so, I, w- I wanted to give the uh, them the particular NPCs that were part of the party to the players. I yeah. think, though, that what the, the NPCs that the GM has that travel with the party should back up the players. Yeah, I'll tell not, you. Yeah. Not um, sort of take their thunder. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I nicked him, like, full sale from Mass Effect, but Garrus in GURPS, <laughs> when Garrus, he was with yeah. you guys, he was a very, very capable dude. But he mm. wouldn't just start sh- shooting... And making situations when you guys didn't want to. He would join in the fights, sure. And he would suggest things, but he would never go, hey guys, here's the solution. He would go, what do you think? Maybe we should do one of these three options or yeah, whatever. If we spin around three times and touch the floor, then the door might open. Yeah, exactly. Like, things like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't really have much experience on this sort of part because the only sort of games that I've really played is ones that have been DM'd by you and Sean. Yeah. And you haven't really had characters that have sort of been like that because we've had mainly just us party members sort of together. Well, that's not quite true because remember in the um, in the Cthulhu school one that we did? Oh, yes, we you, had a... Um, you guys a recruited a bunch of guys. You had you had like four. Oh, oh yeah, we did. And they played they, quite an integral part, didn't they? They did, like, but they, they only ever backed up what you guys wanted to do. That's and, true, yeah. And, and you, then they all died. Yeah, you wrote, them, you wrote them in a way that they were sort of like helpful but not like overly helpful so they're not actually trying to get too involved in the game. They were just there to sort of shove the shove the story along yeah, yeah and there was one guy that was a hall monitor for example and uh, he um, would give them information if asked for it but only if you did something for him and additionally if um, if he got bored of it he would just fuck off <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you, you guys were like can you give me more information he's like no nah, man I have to go in it I'm busy <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a Shabubu as well who was kind of like that as well wasn't she oh yeah she was like the bitch of the school Shibubu. oh okay and, oh um, man she ended up helping them out, but basically they had to really ply for information. She, she took a lot of convincing. Yeah. Oh, a man. lot. But then these it's guys all travelled together, so they weren't these perfect fucking NPCs that were meant to guide you along the story and railroad you. They were just no. there for flavour and to be friends of the party. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Sometimes you fall out of the NPCs. Yeah. But and cannon fodder. Yeah, and cannon fodder as well, absolutely. And yeah. to, to do a very professional segue, that moves us on to our next segment, yeah, which is railroading. Segue. That's Everyone on the railroad, bus, train. On the Segway train. <laughs> Get on the Segway train. Even that's confusing. Um, so, railroading. I'm old, they're hoverboards, aren't they? Peter, what, what describe railroading? Well, this is when like a DM or a GM will try and railroad the game like in a way that will cheat the other players. 
So right. it's often if they want them to do their particular story. Yeah. And they'll stop you from doing shit. And like you said, they'll cheat people just to get them right back on the track. Yeah, they're basically like holding your hand for a certain section mm-hmm. because they don't want you to actually do something in particular that they haven't thought of. Yeah, if you well, know, like, I want to go through this door and then it's like... You can't do that. It's locked. And so I'll kick it down. They can't. I, I, I've, <laughs> that's it you're, oh, okay, yeah. I'll have to go in <laughs> yeah. I've told this story in a podcast before um, uh, but I'll tell it very briefly again I had a game that broke down in the first session because somebody tried to railroad us and um, the guy basically we solved the puzzle of the entire fucking campaign within about five minutes and his answer was you can't do that and we're like okay we kill ourselves then so now, mass uh, suicide yeah now speaking in code who might this particular GM oh, no, this GM guy, be no, this guy was Dave. I used to work with him. He's a, he was a bit of a tosser, to be perfectly honest. So oh, okay. we're not on contact anymore. Tabletop twats. <laughs> with railroading, I feel like this is a trap that a lot of new GMs fall into because they have this carefully written story and they think it's so great that all the players are going to love it. And again, this is a trap I fell into when I first started GMing is that... Is that I didn't realise that the most fun comes from when the players are fucking about and doing what they want. Yeah. Um, I thought I created this story and I think I had um, my wife, my mate Katie and James and Sean playing. And I made this story and, and I got I got frustrated whenever they talked over the you know, cool exposition that the characters were giving. <laughs> I, I, I um, you know, didn't like it when they went off the beaten path and went to yeah. do their own thing. And I got a bad mood about it. And we What's that? I don't know, nothing. Oh, Jesus about. Christ. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine Harrison in a bad mood. The Emmett game is just not one you really want oh, to see. You fall down a hole. It was awful. <laughs> For fuck's sake, you can't go there. Down a hole, just yeah, die. Dead. There's spikes. Spikes, yeah. Impaled. It's That's weird. it, you're over. A dragon comes out of nowhere. Um, but... Yeah, like that—that's a common error, man. A lot of new GMs make it. I made it. I'm—I was an idiot. I'm still an idiot, but now I'm a slightly better GM who's also an idiot. Oh well, yeah. I mean, do, do, did you guys feel railroaded in my game? Well, actually, no. No, um, sure. I don't think at any point there, there was one point where you tried to like highly fudge it to get us captured and put in prison. But other than that, no, it was fine. No, the, no, that was more. No, the biggest, the biggest time I was uh, like, I didn't want you to get. Hurt. <laughs> that's the thing. I was too protective over you guys. I think you were maybe. I don't. I didn't feel that anyway. But so. the the thing, the only thing, not railroaded. But I tell you what, one thing is, it's like when you've written a story, and you and you're um, especially when you're GMing for the first time, and it's like you know, you, there's only so many books you can read, but you just yeah. gonna sit down in front of that bit of paper and start putting things together. It's not so much railroading, but it, I think when you've got a story in mind, you're you're so nervous of not being able to improvise, even though now looking back, it's very easy to do. Yeah. When you're GMing for the first time, you're like, I'm not going to be able to think like on the spot, and the game's going to uh, grind to a halt, and um, and that's it. Yeah. And I think that could be a little thing as well, but I would say improvising is part of the most fun because but you, you can what? throw anything out there, and they will bite at it. As you GM more, you'll get you'll get to learn techniques that'll allow you to. Um, get the players back on track yep. without realising or, or or to give them several different options that all lead to the same place. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But the thing is, um, that's like an advanced technique in a way. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that if you're a first-time DM and you're worried about your story getting fucked up, let it get fucked up. Let it get chaotic and Fright weird. Fright to the dog, see what happens. That's what happened in the Shadowrun game. First time I ever DM'd it, 
I barely knew what I was doing. I was new to it. All the players were new to it. They started fucking shit up left, right, and centre. Oh my god, it just got railroaded <laughs> so hard. No, it got it went crazy, didn't it? Because like I had this uh, sort of investigation story, and they're still doing it. To be fair, but yeah, uh, just at one point in the game, they just decided, "Fuck the mission. We're going to go and kill a bunch of people in a restaurant and steal their money." Well, it was a bit like us in Pathfinder. It was like, "Fuck the mission. Let's go clubbing." Yeah, <laughs> it was originally intended to only be one session, but Harrison had to move it over to a second just because we. Fucked about, about, so about so much. But Some I, of the best game sessions are fucking about. And instead, yeah. instead, of like, instead of getting annoyed or, or saying, no, no, you should go here, all I did is I let them do it because yeah. I had a great time if doing the guys it. Want to do it as well, I yeah. had to play all the characters that they were having beef with in this fucking restaurant. <laughs> it was, like, in more it ways was brilliant. <laughs> there were so many accents, it was unreal. Nice. I couldn't keep track of who was actually. That's who. funny, yeah. When you got that many people talking, like, what but, you talk, what well, my favourite bit was like this guy fucking pulled a gun on them in the restaurant because he hated channel runners, and then um, they they all opened fire immediately, and then Peter just went lightning bolt and just fucking fried the guy. He, he just died instantly. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to do that. I wanted like, a low enough like spell cast just mm. to be able to stun him, but he just ended up frying. To death. Yeah, because you, you can instead, you yeah. can pick the power of your spell in Shadowrun, so you pick how powerful you cast it as yeah. you cast it. Yeah, uh, is yeah. it set to stun? Well, yeah, Pete, I, I thought. I, uh, Conservative, you did a, a six. Or, or for, I think it was a six, four. man. Oh, okay. I thought it was a four, but so it's like me. Same, same low, same low. Got it didn't work. It killed him. Whoops. Yeah, because you just uh, you. Were, I don't know. You went rolling bad. Did that come shit? One, you have to get out of there. Or that was the worst. Well, well, the, the, the police got called. Oh man, oh, it was crazy. God. But it was I'm, actually, um, I'm actually going to save that for later, so we won't carry on with the story. <laughs> right, cool. So, um, anyway, yeah. So you know. Don't railroad. Embrace the chaos is all I'm going to say. Yeah. And for me, this is this is perfect because I've never DM'd a game, so this is pretty useful advice for when I want to do my own. Well, there you go. So well, thank you for that, guys. That's, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next point that we wanted to make was never fudge. Fudgeage. Oh yeah. Leave the fudge out of the, out now, of the selection box. Stop isn't fudging. It? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. The, the one the one time <laughs> I would ever say it's okay to to take the fudge out of the selection box is if you've just started a brand new game and everyone's looking like they're going to die, no, maybe no. fudge it then. The only way that you can try to fudge is if it's for a curly whirly. That's it. Oh. Peter, this doesn't make any sense. The metaphor is breaking down. <laughs> An American won't have a clue what a curly whirly is. <laughs> a curly whirly? No, we won't tell them. They have to research Yeah, find it Research out. curly whirly. Just go on Google. It's pretty yeah. helpful. You know, it'll... That's it. Put Cadbury's in first, though. Yeah, that might help. <laughs> yeah, because you might get a pig penis. No, pubes. <laughs> no, I was thinking, oh, yeah, pubes as well. <laughs> Many disgusting curly things. <laughs> yeah. Your beard might come up there. Oh, that, yeah, there's a picture of my beard and we just pointed at it. That's just his pubes stuck to his face. <laughs> yeah, this ain't real beard. <laughs> I thought it was a bit suspicious. Yeah, no, this is Yeah, why did it smell of dick off, when you were smelling it? coming off at the sides. Yeah, how does it smell like balls? Pig penis. Pig penis. Pink penis. Pink penis. I think, okay, the thing is, right, a lot of guys, um, this actually comes into the railroad discussion a little bit, because a lot of new DMs will want so badly for something not to happen that they'll fudge the rolls. Yeah. Never, ever do that. Why? Even if something completely uncinematic and undramatic happens, it'll be hilarious. Another good example from the Shadowrun game. Uh, are you, you going to tell the story later about when you killed that guy outside Booker's? 
No. Okay, good. Because what happened was... <laughs> I had to remember that for a second. Like, <laughs> I had this... Basically, so what, yeah, I'll bet, yeah. They were chasing this manager of a store and he had this oh, escape God, yeah, hatch, right? And he got out and I was going to have this car chase. It was going to be a sick car chase. Yep. And I said, you see him getting into his car. And immediately, uh, Gentry and Sledge pull their guns out one of them fires at the tyre, the other one fires at the engine. The engine sets on fire. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then, yeah. Sh- no, and then Sean threw a fucking knife into the guy's back of the guy's head. <laughs> killed him instantly. <laughs> so the guy... His head through the windscreen. So oh. the guy starts up his car, drives it into the shop, smashing the front of it. The car fucking explodes and his leg comes down. And like... <laughs> it was so funny because I could have fudged that so he'd get away so they could still do the car chase, which would have been epic. But the very fact that that moment was completely uncinematic and silly made it better. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. That's a pretty efficient way of putting someone down. It was the fact that everything happened so quickly. So one person was just like, right, I'm shooting the tyre. One, I'm shooting the engine. And Sean was just like, right, knife. Banging rolls as well. All banging rolls, straight in. And they all did it exactly the same time. It was so perfect. It was orchestrated. To see that in real life actually happen was a bit of thing of beauty. It's like the tyre goes down, the guy just slumps over his car. Yeah, because it was was just one shot each. So it was just like, instead of being this cinematic thing where everyone's firing and it's like going... It just went, yeah, just went, <laughs> yeah. Boop. It was done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> blown up. Perfect assassination. Yeah, I was about to say, it's pretty efficient, guys. Except yeah. for the car blowing into the front of oh, the yeah, shop, that, of course. Yeah. But oh, you guys make a mess, don't you? I Always, <laughs> mate. It got real hectic. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. If you fudge the rules, you deny people of that shit. Part of the fun of DM, DM of DM, of DM, DM. Of one guy. Part of the fun of RPGs, should I say, is. The failures. Yes, of course it is. Oh god, so many is. failures in my time. Yeah, yeah, what about like we're in the we played a Cthulhu game once where Peter was trying just trying to take a photo and he accidentally set a barn on fire. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I will talk a little bit more about that later because But yeah, yeah. like oh, shit like that. Man. Never fudge. And even if your NPCs make dumb mistakes and you want them to be cool, let it fucking happen. You have to get another one. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes the failure is actually like a lot more fun than it would be trying to fudge the role anyway. Exactly. The I, mean, I mean the only thing about that is like in Cthulhu you've got the um, the re-roll sort of thing so you can sort of try yeah but it's more like a retry yeah I want push yeah, yeah. push roll so. you've got a justify push though yeah. yeah that's true so thinking about it though um, you know a lot of the time people can smell fudge from a mile away <laughs> right <laughs> and I do mean that euphemistically no like a player for example if you say come out and you do a bluff roll mm-hmm. and you get uh, let's say we're talking about uh, Pathfinder for example hypothetically and you get a bluff roll of say 25 that's ludicrous most people would believe it right yeah and then the DM goes no they don't believe it and, you, and you're speaking to a guy that quite clearly has low intelligence you're going to be like yeah, this seems like a bit of bullshit to he me. Didn't, he didn't know his name a minute ago. Now he's not buying any of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really annoyed at that if that happened to me in a game. Yeah, exactly. So, so are you sure? Did you see what the score is? <laughs> the players will know if you're fudging, so just don't do it, basically, because... Or the dice roll, when it all goes quiet, it's like the dice hit the ground and it's like... And then it goes again, you're like, what's well, that? Actually, a good point, because <laughs> the players can hear the fucking sound of dice rolling. Yeah. So last week, last week when we were playing Shadowrun, Fucking Philip, um, I, I forgot to roll the dice, legitimately forgot to roll the dice at one point, and um, he was like, he tried, I think it was a bluff check or something like that. He called you up on it, Yeah, and he? he was like... He, he, he was like <laughs> I smell fudge. I don't I think he said it like that, but no, no, he I was went, definitely um, implied that there yeah. was some fudging. Well, it wasn't um, a, a purposeful fudge, but nonetheless, I said, uh, I said, um, okay, he doesn't quite, he's looking at you like he doesn't quite believe you, and he's like, hang on, you didn't roll, and I was like, oh yeah, fuck, and then I rolled again. <laughs> um... Yeah, so... Things happen, don't worry about yeah. it. Mistakes happen, 
fudges do not should not just should not happen just let the mistakes happen and just don't yeah. let fudging get in the way of good time yeah I think like, when unless I was that is your idea of a good time yeah of course then yeah. of <clears throat> some people we won't name yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, nobody. It, only only the people in this room get that. What? Okay. Don't worry. I'll, t- I'll explain it to you during the break. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> very, two uh, people in this room get this joke. All right. Maybe the listeners will get this joke. Oh, what now? If the world left out. Now the I biggest. I am a listener. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. The biggest. And... I'm not shit. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. Sometimes I debate whether or not to listen to it, but I think you guys need the Peter. In it, so. You can't say that. Hey, don't come on here and then start criticizing that. Joke. <laughs> you motherfucker I'm just trying to push this forward for you guys Thanks, that's man. it like, yeah, or by saying it's shit right moving on you need to improve especially episode 8 <laughs> <laughs> no this one this is the only one that's terrible this all changes I wonder why isn't it? Oh, yeah because I'm constantly criticising everything so right that's it you're out you're out alright sweet I'm going to go now so yeah Thank, thanks for doing this guys Cheers, yeah, mate, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> right shut up no talking okay so the last point Oh, Jesus! I just threw the notepad at Nick. Is that the flying point? That's the flying point. Pacing point. I do. Oh, we lost the page point. now. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. My name is Boris Johnson, and when I'm not doing me voodoo, I be listening to the table of twats. And so, yeah, and the, and the final point is don't punish the party if they deviate from your chosen path. Just adapt the story, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it's not fair. It's, it's, not, it's not, well, no, it's not even that. It's not the GM's place to do that, surely. Exactly, because you don't do, you, karma doesn't work that way in real life. You don't mm. just do something that, like decide not to go to work one day and then a dragon attacks you in the street. That's not what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that likely to happen, though? Mm. Yes. Did it happen to you then? Possibly. Okay. But I can't tell you where the dragon touched me. <laughs> it's very sensitive. Can you point to me where the dragon touched you? I'm not pointing. You? I'm not a... even going to point. You got any teddy bears in here? We can. <laughs> no, the dragon ate it. <laughs> I think he did. But no. So yeah, don't don't punish the party if they don't do what you want them to do. Well, it's always that classic example. If we're exaggerating it to the max, is is that where people say? Um, Oh, right, you don't want to go and investigate this thing I told you to investigate? A dragon attacks you. <laughs> um, yeah. That a teacher. This shit happens, man. People do it. But and if, if you do that, kill the party, total party kill, it's like, right, what should we do now? Well, also, it might you might try and do it subtly where you think you're being subtle. You know, a lot of uh, GMs do that, the new GMs, where they'll be like... Um, punishing a particular player or a particular set of players because they're not doing what they want... And it might be things as simple as all the NPCs start treating them badly, or um, for some reason the loot they get is less. And and again, another thing, the players can tell, mate, although the GM's mind is busy with a million things, the mm-hmm. players' minds aren't necessarily, and they can see that shit. Mm-hmm. They'll know that you're punishing them, and the, it commits the worst fucking crime you can possibly do when playing an RPG is it stops it from being fun. Yeah. Previously, before, it'll break immersion. Exactly. So, never break that immersion, baby. Never break immersion, no. never break that's fun. that's the reason why you're there playing. Absolutely right. Exactly. Yeah. Well said, Pete, yeah. In a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls, available for forty nine ninety nine ninety nine. Available at all good retailers. This is Adventure Call. Now, 
We know that prank calls are pathetic and for losers, and then they're not funny. But they are bloody hilarious. So we're going to do one now. Um, I am going to call my local gym, and I won't spoil why I'm calling them, but we're going to call them now. I'm quite excited to see why you are calling them, actually. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for calling Donning Pleasure Centre, a better facility. For all bookings, please visit www.better.org. Don't tell me what to do. Hello, um, do you have gym facilities? Pardon? Do you have gym facilities? I do, we do here, yes. Okay, um, it's just that I was wondering what sort of equipment you have in the gym. Um, basically I need it for a very specific purpose, so may I ask you a few questions? Okay, did you want me to forward you to the gym, um, the actual gym team? That would be lovely, yes please. No worries, okay, one moment please. What's your name please? Um, Obsidian. Perfect. Okay, one moment, Thank please. you very Thank much. You. Hi, speaking, speaking to Chris. How can I help you? Hi, Chris. Um, my name's Obsidian. Um, I just wanted to ask about your gym equipment, because I'm after something rather specific. Okay. Basically, um, obviously... Uh, I, I'm a druid, and as a result, I get pushed around quite a lot. Um, and I was wondering, do you have any machines that um, can level up strength? Um, we have a various of uh, what we call low-level equipment, yes. So they're sort of... Um, well, well, actually, I'm a level 5, so, I mean, it's sort of... It's not low-level, but it's somewhat low. Um, yeah, so do you have things specifically for strength? Because I need yeah, currently I've got a minus one modifier, but I need to be up at about a minus a plus two, hopefully. Yeah, we've got various different bits of equipment, um, fitting all different heights and ranges and abilities mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. So there's something here that should fit what you need for as well, including cardio equipment as well. Now, as a magic user, I often have um, magical tomes that I uh, carry around. Do you have lockers which I can store those in? Um, yes, if not, we'd be able to leave them behind reception or with one of the... Uh, oh, these are far too precious, my friend. Um, okay, in addition to that, I was looking to level up as well uh, Dexterity. Um, currently got a score of 10. I want to get that up to about 12. That would give me a plus 1 to any Dexterity checks. Is that something that you have there? Sorry, can I get you a little bit quickly? Um, I, I need to level up my Dexterity also. Um, yeah. Do you have Dexterity machines? Um... No, not ourselves. Mm. No, I don't. Well, um, what I was thinking is, if I multicast as a fighter, then perhaps I could use other machines um, as well. Do you have any uh, for charisma? Um, there's probably one or two machines, yes, that would be available to you for that kind of area, yeah. Such as? Um, it depends on... Um, sort of well, I was thinking bluff checks. Uh, Resistance or cardio equipment for that. Resistance. It's like spell resistance. Yeah. Um, we can use. You can have dumbbells. You can have resistance bands. You can have resistance machines. Oh. It depends which area you want to kind of work. So with. I suppose that would heighten my fortitude save. Sorry, say again. Would that heighten my fortitude save? It should do. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, Chris, you've been very helpful to this young druid. And I would like to say, when I reach the dizzying heights of level 20, I shall be giving you a call. Yes, no problem. Brilliant. Sam Alakam. Thank you very much. Sam Alakam. Thank 
Sam Alakam. He's too nice for his own good. That was guy. that right? Oh, yeah, it's fine. I think oh. he was on the. I, I'm wondering whether he was like in earshot of his boss, so he couldn't like mess. Yeah, we definitely yeah. have equipment for dumbbells. <laughs> resistance, like spell resistance. <laughs> and when you said when he was like anything to uh, help with my constitute, and that was it. Dexterity. Charisma. Charisma, that's it. Yeah, I think we've got a couple of machines for that. Even if he's sick, even if he's head away. His manager is blatantly standing right behind him. Was that right, though? Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. Pretty sick. Hey, everybody. Come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands. And my trusty six-shooter, of course. But that's not the point. Point is, I beat him. I won. Fireside Tales. Right, let's get on with this shit. We got tea coming there as well. Enough so. fucking shit. Tea coming. Oh, oh yeah, we need to pull the closer. Peter, don't tell me how to do my job. I don't come down to the bus station when you're cleaning it. Tell you how to clean the bus station. <laughs> I leave my buses alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this section is fireside tales, and this is where we tell tales from our games experiences, RPGs experiences of games. Exactly. So, um, Peter, as you're the guest, I'm going to go first. No, I'm just kidding. You, you, can go, you can go first, mate. So, tell a story. Okay, so um, this was when Harrison was DMing his Shadowrun game. And I believe he might have told this on a, re- on a podcast already, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So, um, we'd just come out of the restaurant after shooting everyone up and me killing someone from setting them, you know, setting a spell, so... We had just come out and uh, one of the players was on top of the roof and could see the police coming. And uh, instinctively I just used my um, my masking spell and sort of came out as like a, a police officer and said that I'd apprehended the suspect Sweet. and had to roll for it and just got the success. Mm-hmm. And uh, they believed the story. And uh, one of the players said at the end of it he should have... Um, Morphed into a tank. Oh yeah. So I think you might have said it actually. Yeah. That's what I so said. could have morphed into a tank, but that I sort really of cool. went with a smart option. Yeah. Well, that. yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so, glad. I'm glad it works. Well, yeah. Got, you got over. Didn't well, you? I thought it was pretty funny because Peter was like, um, "Okay, I want to morph into the chief of police," and I'm like, "You don't know what he looks like," and he's like. Okay, I'm just going to go for generic New York cop then. And you're like, uh, hey guys, um, uh, we got our situation's fine here. And so meanwhile, behind Peter, the two of them were trying to get the sewer open. <laughs> he was just standing in front of them. <laughs> yeah, with a crowbar, like, nothing to see. Yeah, he was like, okay, move along, guys. No no need for the tank here. We're just, and there's two guys behind him just like, trying to get this sewer open. <laughs> and the tank yeah. just rolls past. Yeah, and they all just left. The Sweet. tank was like on the other end of the street, just about to come in, and then nice. these police officers are just surrounded. <laughs> and we just managed to blag our way out of it just completely. It was I, amazing. I like, yeah, the, I like the way cool. Tank just just bought everything that generic New York cop had to say. Was that fair enough? No. I even just so, that, so that the front of the tank nodded to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, See you later, guys. Yeah. Because I remember you saying you had like some massive battle planned out for that whole situation, didn't you? But, yeah, but you uh, just avoided it. Yeah, that was cool, man. I'm so happy. Yes. So yeah. Mostly nice. what I do when I play is I try to use my brain a little bit more and see what what, what would work a little bit better. And I thought that sort of worked quite well, actually. Yeah, nice. It's all about thinking outside the box. Sean is probably one of the masters of He's it. He's the king of it. Yeah, yeah, in a pinch, he will pull something out. So I've, ne- I've never played a game with Sean. I've only ever played one of his games that he's DM, so ah. I have to sort of experience that at some point. Soon. Different world, Well, mate. he was it's... the guy that we had on the podcast before to talk about one-shots. 
But um, in in the Shadowrun game, his character's a meathead. So there was a point where um, now this is a separate story entirely. But there was a point where you guys were trying to um, block off a place so the security couldn't get in. Yeah. And the woman was just like, "Can you move out of the way, please?" And Sean, instead of doing something creative because his character's a meathead, he just went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "So I'm really going to have I don't have want to ask you to move." <laughs> no. Yeah. She. He just kept on saying no every time she said it. <laughs> Nice. It was brilliant. But yeah, well brilliant. done on the old uh, disguise trick, mate. It was yeah, good. Thank, yeah. you, thank you. But next up, Nick and I want to tell a story. Yes. And we're going to tell sort of a joint story. Yeah. Here. And I'm intrigued about this because you sort of have told me little bits of it, but you won't tell me the whole story. So We want to save it for the pod. Tell pretty proud, mate. We're pretty proud. Okay. So we were speaking earlier about when uh, DM says, you know, oh, you don't want to go that way? A dragon comes out and kills you. <laughs> I'm not saying this is what our DM did. I'm not sure if it was or if it wasn't. And this sort of ties into the whole railroading sort of aspect of I the guess show, it kind of does, really? yeah. So, but what happened was, I'm not saying that's what he did, I'm not saying that's what he did at all, but it, it, it was very, it, it sort of worked out that way, didn't it? Yeah, we, yeah. Um, we what happened was, is that we were going on an adventure, and it turns out we left our equipment in this oh, arena we'd just yeah. been fighting in. So we went back to the arena, and while we were there, um, I we got our stuff back and everything was in there remember they gave it to us and I yeah. opened my bag and I went what the fuck there was a thousand gold coins in here <laughs> yeah. who took those and I, I rolled a sick bluff they weren't having any of it no. and the thing about my character is he's a celebrity so he's not used to being told no and he gets annoyed and he starts fires every time somebody annoys him <laughs> so he's already set the boss's desk on fire yeah. and he went around and tried to set the arena on fire and instantly James goes a genie comes and puts the fire out <laughs> A genie? What? Are you fucking shitting me, James? Um. Anyway, so the genie gave us a a uh, ultimatum, didn't he? He said, "You're very smug as well." Yeah, and he goes, "I'll let you go if you give me all of your stuff." All of your stuff. And Thank you. <laughs> and so, so what I did is I had a bag that was full of oil and tinder twigs for setting yep. stuff on fire. Yes. And so oh what yeah, I did, that's right. Yeah. I chucked in my bag and I said, "There you go. There's my stuff." And then I used Mage Hand Mage to shift s- Grenade. Yeah, to set a bag on fire. Yes. Sorry, what what game were you playing? Pathfinder. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I should mention it wasn't it wasn't like fucking bubblegum shoe and a genie came out of nowhere. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a genie. Secu- no, not a security guard. Mister the mosquito guy was the original guy that booted us out. And yeah. Then, and he was still there. He was and then the genie us, came out. And we was like, look, we we had the option. We wanted to set the bill on fire. Small act of anarchy to show <laughs> who was boss because we weren't having it. Um, uh, yeah, and then G- Genie Security came out, man, and he was yeah, he was a smug bastard. But anyway, hello, yeah. hey, give me your stuff. And the fucking bag explodes, and then combat starts, right? Yes. And we were fighting him. This guy's like way higher level than us, at least. So you're fighting the genie. Yeah. And, yeah. and a mosquito oh, security guy. Mosquito guys, oh, the, oh my the gosh. genie could zip out of existence um, and then zip back again. And he oh, could go wow. invisible. So we spent most of the fight trying to fight him invisibly, where yeah. we were trying to smell where he is. Oh, and then yeah. Sean was just running to where he thought he was, swinging his axe wildly. And then the axe it. got, then Sean's axe got stolen because, uh, and it was like just kind of hovering in the yeah, air. Because he so took it like, while he was invisible. I could sort of imagine Sean's sort of character, whilst even though he didn't have the axe, is probably still trying to swing or something. Yeah, no, trying- that's exactly it. Larry was just literally swinging around at nothing um, because <laughs> I can't remember what had happened. But he's like, well, I can't do anything else. So I'm just going to swing aimlessly and just see if I hit. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But like, anyway, this fight went on for ages, man. It was and hardcore. And there was even points where James was saying to us, are you sure you want to carry on fighting? Because what I think he wanted us to do 
was carry on with the story. <laughs> but then, then like, okay, so halfway through the fight, we decided to reason. We were like, come on, mate, leave us alone. We've yeah. learned our lesson. We're sorry. We were bad. I was on one hitch, uh, hitch point, one hitch point, uh, one HP, and I'd already de- uh, revived Harrison, I think, because he'd gone wow. down. Yeah, you used your stabilizer. Sean was on two, and uh, he's our tank. And we was yeah. yeah, we was beating up man. We yeah. were, and so fight. we said, look, we've learned our lesson. We're really sorry. We wrote well on the diplomacy. Yeah. And the genie goes, okay, but you have to give us all your stuff. And we're like, okay, guys, fucking hand it over. We can get more stuff. And I was like, hold yeah. on a minute. All the stuff on the inventory, not the stuff that I had on me. And he Come goes, on. and your weapons and armor and gold. And we were like, fuck this. We're gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> sorry. We're not being mugged. And we were angry because it wasn't even the police. And we were like, we're, yeah. we're fucking crime scene investigators, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, this guy's trying to mug us. That, yeah. that it, Technically, what he was doing was illegal. So Larry, even though he's lawful good, he was fighting too. He weren't having it. Yeah, because he so, doesn't normally fight unless absolutely provoked. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's so lawful good. So we, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, we were like, fuck this, we're going to fight him. So James put this unwinnable fight in where we'd lose all our stuff. And I think it was, you know, to teach us a bit of a lesson not to fuck about. And basically, what we ended up doing was fighting it to the, to the last breath. And James was like, you sure you want to come and fight? We, we, were, we were constantly going under zero HP yeah. and then coming back for, with one HP, all of this shit. Yeah. It was crazy. Do you remember the double 20? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick got two crits in a row. No, like, no, hey. I rolled one, then Sean rolled one straight up. Oh, oh that was nice. it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that this fight went on for fucking ever. It got to the point where, like, if I fast forward it a little bit, Sean's character, Larry, he was battered. Your character, Tobias, was battered. We were one, one HP, um, and then the mosquito knocked me out, was carrying me towards the arena to put me in a fucking cell, which is definitely fucking illegal. And took clothes off. Yeah, took my clothes off. So yeah. what I did to get out, right, was oh, this is horrendous. I, <laughs> I had no clothes. You better warn. You better oh, warn right. them. Okay. Trigger warning. <laughs> is this gonna get it's, pretty graphic? It's getting yeah. lewd, mate. It's getting oh, lewd, okay. Mate. Basically, what there I did has is to be at least one time. Got to do. As soon as he yeah. put me in the cell, I woke up, and I used a flare spell to blind him and rob him of wine action. Right, yeah. and I started legging it, but I thought I don't want people to come near me. I want them to think I'm insane. So I started jerking it wildly, oh, and I was wow. running. Uh, I was doing the gross faces. Oh, he's doing me. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, as I, was, as I was legging it through the arena. Jesus and Christ, these guys, man. these guys, um, you were like, leave me. I'm yeah. gone. And we was like, no, nah, we're not leaving the man behind. Yeah, and so Tobias okay. and Larry, thankfully, amazingly, uh, came to my aid. Yeah. I was being chased by the security guards. I was running up some stairs, and then I met these guys on the stairs. I was popping off flare spells as I was fucking going up, blinding everyone. Beating it. Yeah, beating it wildly. <laughs> and Larry came up to me, and he was like, what happened, man? And I was like, uh, don't worry, man, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, it turns out that um, in the end, we killed the fucking genie. Right? Yes. All, wow. of, all of my stuff, including I my... him to a crisp. Yeah, nice. and all of my stuff, including my fucking robes, um, my weapons, everything I had was fucking gone. Yeah. You guys were on one HP, we were dying, we were battered, but we fucking won. Yeah, and we beat it him. was one of our greatest moments, because James threw everything at us, because he wanted that to be punishing. Yeah. And he wanted to fucking beat us down, because we, we you know, were goofing up his arena or whatever. <laughs> and we fucking beat it. And it was so exciting, though. I oh, say. yeah. And the beauty of it was, it was, yeah, it was out of nowhere, completely left field, uh, but we were just like, we're not having it. And it was it was similar to one of our GURPS games, when our ship was, uh, um, yeah, we've spoken about it before, when our whole ship got destroyed that we had just finished making, and we was like, but we was like, we're not going down. Yeah, we're not, we're not giving up, we're mate. We're not taking, letting this guy um, take it. So we, was, yeah, we fought him and we beat him. 
freaking genie, mate. I was oh, pretty was happy with that. And so cool. The funniest thing was is that because that genie was such a high level monster, yeah. we were like, James, do we level up? Do we level up? And he was like, yes. <laughs> like through gritted teeth. Like you could tell he didn't want to give us that level. Yes. Yeah. Genie killers. So we're going to change our name from uh, what were we the flatliners? No. We were the Burns victims. Burns victims, yeah, but nice. we're going to change our name to the genie hunters, I think. Yeah, nice. yeah. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> so welcome one and all to the challenge room. It is a room of challenges. Challenges, chamber of challenges. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucking name wrong. Professional of all that, as always. So yeah. welcome one and all to the chamber of rooms. Challenge rooms. Challenge rooms. <laughs> chamber of challenge rooms, yeah. Okay, so this is Pretty where we, we give each other mm-hmm. RPG related challenges. So Nick, you've got one for me and Peter, have you not? Yes, I've got Sweet. some questions for you this week. We're um, going to work as a team. This is Dragon or Blagging, isn't it? This is Dragon or Blagging, okay. yeah. So I've got a question for you and I've uh, got, we've got some answers. Uh, so this is basically where you make up some shit and we have to discern what the real one is? Absolutely right. Okay, That's cool. Yep. So the, you, might, you might notice the theme. Um, so we'll see if you can spot it as I well. Think that's an extra point. Harrison might, but I may not. But who knows? Nah, you, you who knows? be fine. Go right, right. So, question number one: In the game Mage: The Ascension, there are nine playable traditions. Out of these four, uh, which is the real tradition? Is mm-hmm. it Nightmare Walker, mm-hmm. Order of the Forgotten Sun, yep. Yep. Cult of Ecstasy, yep. or Shallow Ones? Mm. Oh, man, they all sound pretty real. Yeah, they do. Do you know what though? I think out of all of those, the one, uh, the way you got to think about this, because I haven't played Mage, I think is that you got to think how Nick, you got to get into Nick's head, and I don't yeah. think he would have come up with Order of the Forgotten Sun. That might not be. Yeah, I reckon that could be. I'm thinking on the shallow ones, but mm. I'm not sure about that one either. What do you think, shallow ones or Forgotten Sun? Forgotten Sun. We're gonna go Forgotten Sun, Nick. Order of the Forgotten Sun. Yes. yes. Incorrect. Oh, Fuck! <laughs> so what was the real yeah. one? Cult of Ecstasy. Oh, ah, That makes sense. There's a lot okay. of sex in those games. 90s. Oh, sorry. I don't know why. Uh-oh. I touched the computer and fucked it up. And now the recording stopped. And we had to record that bit again. So I am really sorry I did that thing. The experience of the people listening is slightly worse. Okay, so there was a fuck up with the recording, so we already know what question two is. That's my bad, sorry. Thanks, Peter. I'm yeah. ruined your show Thanks for nothing. That's right, so we're chump-thumpers. <laughs> no, no, no. Do just give the answers, because okay. the people at home want to hear. All right. Okay, yeah, cool. they want to hear. I worked hard on this. No, not really. Um, <laughs> in the classic sci-fi game Traveller, there are many creatures you can encounter on the journey. Name the real creature. Is it giant snail worm? Screaming... <laughs> <laughs> giant snail worm. Giant sand snail. Don't know why I said it like that. Okay. Is it giant sand snail, screaming bear lizard, serene jest worm, or scuttle bugger? Okay, I think I'm gonna go serene jest worm. You're absolutely yes. right. Yes, yes correct. correct. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, okay, so next question. Sweet. Thank you. 
Uh, question number three. Honest. In the horror role-playing game Trial of Cthulhu, yeah. on mm-hmm. Gumshoe, mm-hmm. there are many abilities <laughs> your investigator can use. There are many abilities your investigator can use. Which one is the real one? Is it fisticuffs, mm-hmm. cop mm-hmm. talk, mm-hmm. survival, mm-hmm. or procurement? I reckon cop talk, maybe. Uh, yeah, because it sounds like... Because I know in Bubblegum Shoe they have grown-up face. So I think cop okay. talk, like trying to sound like a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's cop- an investigator sort of shame, yeah. isn't it? We're so. going cop talk. Very good reasoning. That's exactly right. Cop nice. that, mate. Nice. Up top. Well done. Up. Oh, <laughs> did you just do the... Oh, yeah. We went to high five, but I gave Peter the fist. Uh-oh. <laughs> Please don't fist me again. Sorry. <laughs> no homo. Behave yourself. Yes, homo. No. So yes, correct. Not in this podcast. No, yes, 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 correct. Yes, yes correct. correct, but yes, not, homo. not to the homo. Okay, so it's, all right, moving on. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Question number four. From the following list, please name the real spells from Hackmaster 4th edition. Mm. Is it attach limb, produce boils, <laughs> yeah. alleviate headache, cure colour blindness? I fucking know this one. It's alleviate headache. No, no, there's, hold on. From the following list, please name the real spells. There's more than one in this one. Real spells? Real spells. How many reals? So you've got to tell me which one's real out of all of them. How many? Oh, there's three reals. Oh, okay. Okay, so alleviate headache is yeah. definitely one. That Correct. sounded suspicious to me. Okay, so we got that one. Yep. The other t- uh, do you want me to read the rest again? Yeah. Attach limb, produce boils, cure colour blindness. Okay, I think produce boils. I'm oh. locking that in. Okay. And yeah, I want to say... Uh, the one with boils. I said that already. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, colour blindness, sorry. Okay, cool. Colour blindness and boils. Okay, well, you're wrong, Harrison. Fuck off. That was the incorrect one. Attached limb is real. Yes. Oh, God and uh, cure colour blindness yes. is absolutely right as well, yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, we got two. We got two yes correct. You got two yes, yes. correct. Yeah, and the sorry. final question. Question number five. Uh, which one of these is not a tabletop RPG? Okay. Yep. Okay. Right. It's Ma- not. Is not, not. Okay. A okay. tabletop RPG. All right. Uh, okay. Macho women with gun. <laughs> yeah. Penny for my faults. Yeah. Alien androids attack. Yeah. All out of bubble gum. Do you know what? I think I've heard of macho women with guns. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. As ridiculous as it sounds. And I think, because Nick likes old movies, I think all yeah. out of bubble gum. But, but also the other one, Alien Androids Attack, is so simple that I think that's a fake. That's that's the fakey. It could well be. But I don't know, man. Because maybe it's maybe hard. that's why Nick put it in there. What are we going for? I think I'm going for Alien Android. I'm going Alien Android. It's incorrect. It's oh. not an RPG. Sorry, it's not an RPG. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right, guys. Well done. Yes, yes correct. Yay. Yay. Aliens, Androids, Alien Androids attack is bullshit. So yes. do we win your challenge? So we got three, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. We never we, know. We never keep track of the scores. So yes, correct. Okay. We don't know. We never know. Yeah, you win. But not fun. Yay, not we win. Fun is the winner here. That's it, exactly. <laughs> well said, Pete. Fun always wins here. So yeah, that was Dragon or Blagging this week. Hope you enjoyed. Sweet. Uh, so, no. Oh, and did you, uh, did you, not all, obviously there wasn't a complete pattern, but the first few questions had a pattern. Is it all stuff? All that stuff you, that you bought recently? Yeah, well done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if listeners at home could guess that, then no, they'd have to be very studious listeners. They get, they um, get a yes correct as well. All right, so let's move on. We're going to do Peter's challenge. Peter's got a challenge for us. He told me on the way here. Yes. Something to do with fisting. I don't know what oh, it is. Okay. Uh, there is no fisting challenge here. I will promise you that. What? I was promised. 
I'll be laying awake at night thinking of fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. Okay, so, um, hello again, listeners. Um, basically, we've just done Peter's Choose Your Own Adventure, and it was fucking awesome. And we really, really liked it, but it went on for quite a while. <laughs> so what we're going to yeah. do... It was a little longer than I was anticipating it would be, but... No, but it was awesome. No, I'm glad it was, though. It was fucking yeah. fun, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut that, um, obviously, as you've just heard, and we're going to put it into uh, a bonus content, nice. which will be released uh, the day after this podcast. It's yes. Nice, it's a nice, fresh, tasty bonus content for a you. bonus for you. Exactly. <laughs> Should we so, say one word? Bob drop. Bod drop, mate. Bod, you've got to listen bod, to it. Yeah, got... bod drops all the way. Yeah, bod drops for all. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, Thank Peter. You, Pete. That was That's cool. That. That's cool. So um, go listen to the bonus content when it comes out. Yeah. All right, cool. bye. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the electro letter. Okay, so... Now we've uh, got the electro letters. Wait a minute, Peter. We're the host of this show. You're not supposed to introduce segments. Well, I'm introducing a segment. You can't introduce. Don't introduce segments. And what the hell's an electro letter? It's sort of like it's, it's like a mail that comes through an intertube. Intertube of nets. Yes. Yes, that sounds about right. So, so yeah. this is where we read mail from our wonderful listeners. And here's the first question. Okay, first question is in <laughs> from a good friend of ours, Manuel Sams. Manuel, the wonderful guy. Where's he from again? Germany. Poland? No, you did. Lithuania? <laughs> uh, France? France. Uh, the French guy, from Manuel. Deutschland. Um, and Le Manuel Sams. <laughs> Speaking Sams. of Manuels, I'm sad I won't ever see 40 Towers reunion ever oh. again. Why do you have to bring up a I'm sad sorry. death oh. of a... I'm sorry, but... Yes, Andrew Sachs love... died this year, I... and you're bringing that up. But I do love 40 Towers, so... Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's the wrong time! <laughs> Not now! It, it's still too fresh, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. But this man, well, isn't dead, and he's Yeah, thank God. Go. And, he, and he also put up a great video the other day. Yes, uh, of the package we sent. Of the package we sent, which is oh, really nice. cool. So go check that out. Um, so, anyway, his question is You're stranded on a desert island. What free non gaming items would you carry with you to complement the gaming stuff from the previous question you have with you? So, this was Pete Malloy's question, wasn't it? So, what did we bring last time? When we were on a desert island. Our wives. <laughs> Your wives. Well, you know, did, it wasn't, yeah. We didn't bring gaming stuff. We brought people. I bought Alan Sugar and I beat the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, because there was. A, and I think we said uh, oh, our well, wives are given, but then we'd have. Okay, let's put it this way then. Let's re-answer the question, but let's do it so you get one gaming item and then three non-gaming items. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Desert Island, you get to bring one game system with you. Tell you what, I'm going to bring. Oh, doesn't happen to be game system or game item of sorts. No, it does. Oh, just yeah. so you get does that mean you have an influence supply of games with it? Then does it have to be RPG or is it just game? Why do you guys have to make this so difficult? I'm just saying to you, these are the necessary questions. They're not necessary. They I need to know the specifics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You there bring one. Shut up. You bring one RPG system with you, and then okay. you bring and you can bring three non-gaming items to complement it. Okay. Okay. I'm bringing gurps. I'm bringing whiskey. I'm bringing fags. That means cigarettes to our American listeners. And I'm going to bring some lube. <laughs> and I don't even know what order I'm going to use those in. All at the same time, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might get a bit slippery. Well, no, the lube is so that I can turn the pages of the GURPS book more easily. I don't know what <laughs> Obviously. You're yeah. So sound oh, doesn't okay. stick on them. Yeah. Oh, all right. 
That's pretty logical then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. So, Nick, <laughs> game system. Uh, I am going to take with me Macho Women with Guns. Uh, nice. You haven't even played it. Okay, but fair enough. But it's a good time to learn a system. Some macho women just, yeah, and some guns. But imagine if you, you took get one more item. Oh, and some whiskey. No, <laughs> some brandy. Eh? But yeah, imagine if you took that system when you absolutely hated it, you'd be stuck playing that for the rest of your life. And if you're really awkward, terrible, be, yeah, this game's about us. You'd have plenty of time to homebrew it. Yeah. That's true. You could, so yeah. you'd and bring. If it, if but would you have a piece of paper to be able to write all these ideas down in case you forget them? Ooh, it's getting complicated there. Yeah, these are all the rules that we didn't want to ask. So yeah. myself. Nice. No, but you would, <laughs> you would bring. You know, actually, you're absolutely right. I'm going to change mine, so I'm going to bring GURPS, paper, pens, and rubbers. What about no, dice? no, actually, why would I bring a rubber if I didn't have? Yeah, but a pencil. Pencil. imagine the dice are probably coming with the game anyway. So, is it a beginner box or what? Oh my god, you <laughs> fucking idiots! <laughs> We've we basically ruined this question now, haven't we? I'm taking rapid, though. <laughs> okay, Peter, go on, game system. Uh, well, I'd probably take Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> item number one. Uh, some Di Sorono for some good times. Now item number two. Um, probably a pen and paper. Okay, that's two more items. Good. Sweet. All right, moving on. <laughs> you guys it. ruined that question. That, co- that was supposed to be fun. That was well And you guys made me sad. I'm sorry, sorry but <laughs> I thought that was fun because we made you sad. Yeah. Oh, would you agree, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. sweet. I hate you. Well, I'll tell you who doing. Um, okay, so the next one's not a question, it's just a bit of correspondence. Uh, this is from Jack. That's it. Jack. Sorry, Jake. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jake. Well, rewind. Uh, so this is, a, yeah, this is a little correspondence we've had come in from uh, Jake. Hi, Jake. Uh, that's it. Uh, right, from mate. Twitter. Uh, and he just says, uh, railroaded once. No one had fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that we got that on Twitter great, today. It was great. Yeah, thanks for that. I know it's, you can only use 140 characters on Twitter, but that's a uh, bit stingy there. He yeah, about six. It got to the point, though, didn't it? Uh, so yeah, that's 20. Jake. Just literally, just Jake. Right. So um, oh. I like it. He cool. kept it to the point. Yeah, he's right. Railroaded once, not fun. No, we're not fun. Yeah, yeah pretty much. much. Yeah. Okay. The next question is from a uh, good pal of ours, Matty Stark. Hey, hey Big Stark. Big Stark. Big up. Big Matty. up's the Stark. Big up. Yeah, um, Matt has got a few bits with uh, this, up. this time. <laughs> <laughs> he said, um, I've been guilty of this in the past and it really ticks me off when others do it. Sometimes you don't have time to, rep- uh, to prepare to run a game. Life gets in the way and you just don't have the time. Read the fucking adventure before running it. Yeah, we touched on that yeah. earlier, man. Totally read the goddamn adventure. Mm-hmm. To any bloody DMs doing that, Okay, I understand life gets in the way sometimes, but maybe in that case, I don't know, just find the fucking time. Read it on your lunch break. Read it, yeah, read it before you run it. Read it before yeah, you run it. Obviously, you're not ready. Yeah, but what if, of what course. if, right, you've got a game coming up, you haven't had a chance to read the adventure, everything's got in the way, your wife's done shitting all over the place, the baby's shitting all over the place, too. <laughs> Sicking all over the place. And, and then, and then you, you guess to the day you haven't read the book. What do you do? What do you do? Can you just say, oh, sorry guys, I haven't re- read the adventure, let's do something else? What can you do? You you might have to call it off. Might have to yeah, call you it should. Off, yeah. If they're expecting to play that set adventure that you that you haven't read, exactly. You're screwed, really, if you're underprepared, it's not really going to help anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you know that you're not going to have time to read it, call the whole thing off. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Clean, clean your baby shit off the walls before you do the <laughs> yeah. He also well, adds, uh, when you run a game at a convention, bring pre-generated characters and more than you think you'll need. Nobody wants to sit at a game table for two hours and create a character with, uh, which cuts into four, a four-hour time slot. 
Intentional or not, I viewed this as a lazy shithead GM who didn't want to put any effort into his game when it happened to me. It's a bit bad. You should have, if you, especially if you've got a, a deffy game, mm. have plenty of pre-gens. They're not odd. Totally, totally. Definitely. Mate, totally. I think that um, it's just a great tip, really, because you, if you're playing at a convention, like the, what you want to do is sit down and get role-playing straight Absolutely, away. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I mean, we played at FGCon, we had pre-gens and shit, and we mm-hmm. just got straight the fuck got into straight the action. Into the game, That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Isn't it basically you have like a set amount of time that you can get to play or something? Usually, yeah. Yeah, so you want to get a four-hour slot. Then. So if you've killed two hours making characters, then you shouldn't need, really need to do that because, yeah. you know... You're, you're at a con so people just want to get in exactly. not only that but if you, you you don't want to stop the game to create new characters if people die of course yeah, yeah. I'll wait a minute guys come on I've got to, let me just work out so, my uh, hit points it's yeah pain in the ass yeah. so how many characters do you think people should actually make if they're going to take to a con well two per player at a table I would say so but maybe for? if you're um, if you're DMing a game like at a con you'll usually have like a set amount of slots in it mm-hmm. so you might have if you've got five players Maybe make ten characters. Absolutely, sure. yeah. Because yeah. they might not all die, so you might not. Because yeah. what you could do is, if you know you're going to be DMing a game like the con, just make a fuckload, make twenty. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I mean, if you've got the time yeah. and you've just got loads prepared, and in the future, save you some work in the future. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. In the future. Yeah, because the future. Couldn't it be the case that like a character dies and then the person who's playing him just walks off after they're dead, and you can just get a new person to jump in? Mm. Could do that, or so, or they could just pick up a new new guy. A oh, new yeah. guy. Hey, new guy. So brilliant. Yeah, thanks for that sound advice, Matty Stark. Love thanks, you. Matt. As um, always, mate. Good Cheers, to hear from you, mate. Yes. Sweet. Right, next question is from a um, new listener, uh, Matthew Imaginary Truth Jones. Oh, man, it's Mitch. He's back. He's back again, mate. Yeah. I love this guy. Good I back love in him touch. so much. The thing about him is is that he's actually imaginary. Mm-hmm. He's not even real. No, he lives but in... he uh, is the truth. He lives in the interweb, just yeah. being the truth. He's so. a computer program. If, you, if you've ever read Ghost in the Shell, I haven't seen the film, but I'm certain that he is the puppet from Ghost in the Shell. That's Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Matthew says, I had a time when my DM read a poem to us that had the answer to solving the puzzle in the room. But of course, none of us made the connection and he wouldn't let us roll to get out. So after like 30 minutes or so in real time, he reread the poem, putting an emphasis on the answer. But it was super frustrating. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, though, I've done obscure puzzles like that in dungeons before. Yeah. You've got you got to get that balance, haven't you? You can't go too obscure. I yeah. mean, I did one where. I got this off Reddit actually, but but the puzzle was to there was a big button in the middle of the room, oh. and it was specifically not to press it. Uh-huh. Every time you pressed it, it reset a counter, and you all thought something bad was going to happen when it went down to zero. Oh yeah, so do you remember that was brilliant. Colin, yeah. one of the players, was yeah. just jumping on it over and over again, resetting the counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all you yeah. had to do was wait, we and were, it took you oh, guys like an extraordinary amount of time to figure it out. But. Um, I think it was also because one of you smashed the thing with the numbers on it, so you can't oh <laughs> read gosh. the numbers anymore. Yeah, wow. But, you know that that DM that's a bit shitty, and it doesn't. I think after a while, maybe get one of the characters to roll intelligence. You know, yes, and yes. just see if they the character mm. figures it out. Yeah, that's and, true. as long as you know the players have given it a good chance and tried mm-hmm. their best. You know, move on. Yeah, 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 um, yeah I make the mistake constantly of either being too vague and players having no idea what they should do or railroading them too hard and them not really having a choice. I have a lot of trouble finding the sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough line to walk because I think that it really depends on the players you have, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. To not like, I'm not saying their level of intelligence, but it's like how they think about puzzles, how yeah. they go about solving them and stuff like that. 
And I think that, um, you know, I can't really offer any fucking advice because ultimately you've got to, you've got to know your, your players, isn't it? And sometimes it's really, really hard to strike that balance. I mean, if you've ever played a fucking adventure game on a computer back in the day, mm. some of those puzzles, they range from un- unbelievably easy to so fucking obscure you're never going to get them if in a million years without a guide. And yeah. I think that, that 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 shows how hard those puzzles are to do. Yeah. My advice would be, though, um, create puzzles but not solutions... And then when your players come up with one that you think is clever enough, make that the solution. So wow. let's say, for instance, you go, yeah, go into idea. a room and you go, okay, there's a locked door, there's three numbers on the door and a keypad next to it uh, or something like that. Then they'll spend ages tapping numbers into the keypad, looking, examining the numbers, and they might come up with something that you think is great and then go, oh, the door unlocks. And in that way, you've struck the perfect balance. Yeah. You wait until they get frustrated or, or, or until they've spent enough time doing it and then boom, they've yeah. done it because yeah. you think that solution's the best yeah. one. And yeah, it's, 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 yeah. that's cool. I like that. Wicked. So thank you very much for the questions, Matthew Imaginary Truth. Cheers, uh, Matt. Great question. Thank you. Even um, though you're imaginary, I love you for real. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah. Like we do. Emotions are always real, no matter who you are. You've come up with a computer program. Have, I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, thank you very much. Keep coming, Matt. Uh, next question is from uh, someone you may know, Jamesy Boy, James Clark. Pumpkin. Oh, yeah, yes. the pumpkin. He's back. He's back. Bless him. Nice. Well, then when did he get back from, from Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think last week. Well, hopefully he doesn't insult me now that I'm a guest on here because of the last time that yeah, actually, you were on. Yeah, that's a good point. Ooh, when really James was on a podcast before, Peter said, can you never have him on a second? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First question. What is the best video game RPG? Uh, so what is the best video game RPG game out there? That is true. Uh, that is as true as possible to tabletop RPG and why? Oh man, that's a so toughie. Now I would probably on. definitely have to say the original D and D arcade games. But then there's there's a few discrepancies because it's a hack and slash game. The the D and D arcade games are amazing, but they're they're hack and slash games, so they're not quite okay. Yeah, I would throw them in there because they're very good. But games. we're talking about ones that are true to D and D experience. Okay, all you right. know you know one I, I immediately think of. It's not a D and D game, but I think it invokes everything about D and D that makes D and D great. Final Fantasy One. Yeah, that's a fucking great game. I mean, you make a team, you build them up however you want. Yeah, exactly. You do a bunch of cool adventures. There's not much story, but it's a great fucking dungeon crawl type game. Um, yeah, yeah. Playing that as well. Go on. There's one that you've played that is pretty much just like playing the real RPG. Shadowrun. Shadowrun Returns. Yeah. Brilliant. Shadowrun Returns. Yeah. Really good. Is that on the SNES? Uh, no, that was the PC? the SNES one was a bit oh, shit. Okay. Shadowrun Returns was the kind of pseudo sequel that came out on PC. Okay. And it is turn based. It uses the exact rules from mm-hmm. I think third edition. I might be wrong about that, but it's just like sitting down playing yeah. an RPG. It's good fun. But didn't they have a Shadowrun game game on Xbox 360? That was like an online that was crack, game. But it was a it was a first person shooter. Ah, uh, right. It was a good okay. game, but it can in the still, still world. basically be the same because it's set in the Shadowrun world, isn't it? Actually, I suppose in certain aspects it was quite faithful, but then um, a lot of people hated that game. I fucking loved it, but well, I know you did. It. You spent a lot of hours playing that game, <laughs> like I much think- to the disgust of many people on the internet. <laughs> I fucking loved it. But, um, we'll wrap the question up, but I think closest to the RPG experience has got to be Shadowrun Returns. Yeah. But my favourite, probably the D&D arcade game. Nice. Yeah, but I, I'd probably say Final Fantasy 1 for mine. Yeah, fair enough. So. Cool. Fia, az én nevem Alan Rickman, és amikor épp nem a Galaxis mentem meg, tabletop twats hallgatok.
This one's easy. Right, what is your favourite venue for your session? My house. My house. Yeah. <laughs> what I is the lamest thing house, you've so ever done in a campaign? The lamest thing I've ever done in a campaign. Uh, have a little hissy fit and throw my dice off the table. That's pretty lame. Do you know what, though? I, I often say this, is that I know that my hobby is lame, right? <laughs> yeah. I know that, but I don't give a fuck because I enjoy it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so pretty much everything you do in an RPG, you know, is make-believe. Is a little bit lame, but who gives a shit? Own it, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So, by that virtue, the lamest game I've played is made because that's the one I'm sort of most embarrassed to tell people. <laughs> <that> I <play>. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have you've been made up. I fucking love made. But when I'm talking, it. when I'm talking on the internet to, yeah. to people that are, are like-minded individuals, that's fine. But I wouldn't tell my mother-in-law, right, for example. Yeah, got, yeah. She yeah, said, so what is this role-playing you do then? I'm saying, well, we all turn up and we pretend I mean, to be maids. No, it? we don't dress up. But and um, and there was a time where one. In, suck somebody's penis to get extra favour but that <laughs> and then my mother-in-law was like get out you've ruined Christmas again again <laughs> oh, damn it Harrison we oh. stop ruining Christmas yeah. I'm sorry brilliant and that's all the questions from James E. Pumpkin Clark oh hang on one okay. mate. did you hear that yeah who's that come in hello who are you it's me the homeless gnome I was just wondering, um... Why have you come into our pop booth, first of all? Well, I've, I've fallen on hard times, and, uh, I need some money. Goddamn beggars. Money? What for? Well, I need some... Uh, to get, I, I just need 10p for a cup of tea. You can't get a cup of tea for 10p right here. I know, but if I get enough 10p's, I'll get towards a cup of tea. Anyway, the point is, I know not a lot of people have cash nowadays, so I've set up a PayPal. A what? A PayPal. What's a PayPal? So like a friend that pays you? No, no, but it's, it's like on the intertubes. you got to go on the intertubes. I'll put the link in the description. I know link of tubes in the intertubes. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll put it on there. Don't worry. What are you saying, no man? I'm saying, please give me some money. All right, get out. I'll put a link in there. Okay, no, bye. Get out. Oh, but, okay. But, uh, get out. Wait, wait, wait. Link wait, in the wait. description. Wait, one second. Yeah. What do you get if you donate to you? Good karma. Good karma? Well, you can't beat that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Anyway, get out. Okay, all right, all right, I'm going. Bye. Link in the description. <laughs> and our final question is from... Now that's over. Get him out of there. Yeah, thank and God. And our final question is... Oh, well, this is what's out well. Oh, God. Take you back go. on, and we get a question in from the Zach. Oh, the no. Jenk. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Okay. I mean, oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes, no, because he's a um, great guy. I, Thing is, Pete, um, Zach, he's a very, very nice guy, and we just want to say on the podcast now, he's never been to jail... For killing several people. Now, that's what we know. He, he hasn't. He hasn't. Now, you had told me about him before. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Don't. Did we you didn't not? say anything about. Don't repeat any of that. Yeah. He's got. Ears. I heard he was a good guy. He's got ears. Yeah, everywhere. that's what I said. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's a good. Guy. I heard he's a pretty cool guy. He's yeah, a cool guy. guy. All right. Cool. Good life. Good. Good guy. Right. So his question is: Tell Peter that. No, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually believed you for a second. You were like, "What?" It's like sweating in it. It was like, "Yeah." Zach's on you. Right, Shit. no, uh, so, uh, Zach, Azar, uh, Zach, Zach says, sorry, as a DM, I once had a party that was travelling by boat. I had a neutral evil, the first, last and only time I allowed an evil aligned character into a game, Monk in the party. His backstory included being a pirate, so I thought, hey, let's put him in the water, make him happy, right? Nope. He, ins- he, ins- he insisted on boarding a larger ship, took the captain hostage and slaughtered the rest of the ship. They were spice traders. As punishment, after they searched the boat, they found the children of the people they had just murdered. The party then sold them into slavery uh, to the drow. This was my biggest mistake as a DM, as it haunts me constantly. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Now the one thing I can take away from this is, um, as a DM, I think you've got some mild anger issues. <laughs> no, I don't think. He, I think he was upset because they did something terrible. I don't. Yeah. Think, no, I don't think he was angry, but I do think that this perhaps that neutral evil character you know when you're trying to get advice from somebody and yeah. it's about you but you go oh my friend's got this problem he thinks he's into fisting and then <laughs> oh like, my god the fisting again and then and then like but you're talking about yourself do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I think friend of a friend of mine uh, yeah. Zach is saying oh, god, uh, yeah. a player once uh, went on a boat and killed a bunch of people and I think Zach fucking did it yeah no yeah. he didn't he, he didn't have anybody do it he railroaded his own game with his anger no his own real life yeah he jumped onto a boat killed a bunch of people his own real life he railroaded And then he himself. went to jail, but now Zach's Jenks out of clink. Yeah, he's out of clink, and he's uh, doing community, great community projects. I really hope yeah. he doesn't hunt me down. Possible. Mm, okay. Possible. Sorry, bud. Uh, all right, and he's also said, um, do you have a favourite set of dice as a DM? The set that when you grab, uh, the set that when you grab it, your players know they're about to get fucked up. As a DM, I know it's an absolute travesty, but I'm on a very low wage, and as a result, whenever I have any spare money, I don't really buy much dice because I've already got a couple sets. So, oh. um, the one I do use is a bag of D and D dice that came in a little Dungeons and Dragons bag that I got when it was three point five edition. Oh God! Yeah. And so those are the ones I tend to favour. But Sweet. Nick, you got shit loads. Yeah, I got shed loads of dice. When I was running Savage World Zombies, uh, when I was dealing damage, I had that. I had the one with the ROP on it. So I used to get that out for damage. That was my damage dice. Now, would you say you oh, got yeah. loads of dice mainly because you got drunk and just uh, bought dice left? That's how it started. Okay. Um, no, I do, I, do you know what? I've, I've actually calmed my dice buying down a little bit because I now start no, but now books, which is <laughs> way more expensive. Yeah, because rule books are way more expensive. <laughs> but way worth it. Oh, now oh, fucking oh, hell. Who's this? Oh. Ella, me again. Oh, go away. Oh, fuck oh. off. Right, I've hit him. Don't worry. Sweet. Nice one. He's gone. Nice one. Uh, if he comes back, I him. believe that that is all the questions for this episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for sending your questions in. Uh, we like them. Keep them coming. You're great, guys. And we love you very much. Have we a question from Jeanette in a while, have we? Or did we have one last episode? Uh, no, I think we did on the Christmas one. Okay, well, yeah. Jeanette. But Jeanette, come on. Stay in touch, love. Yeah, we miss you. Actually, is that sexist to say love? Uh, yeah. Okay, I stay in touch, so. please. Stay in touch, please. Please do. We love you. Yep. Shut up! We got your bad self. Okay, so this is the section of the show where we like to do the shout out to our Nerds International colleagues. So we're on a... So, so we are on the Nerds International network of sick, wicked individuals. Yes. And... Pretty sick, guys. We yeah. would like to promote one show on the network and this... We never want to, you know, have a conflict of interest, you know. So uh, I'm not going to say who we're going to promote this week. Peter, I'd like you to promote. Yes, please. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Wild Dive podcast. Yes. I didn't just whisper that to him. Um, no, he did not. I've heard that's a great show. Um, I've heard it's a great show, Handsome Presenters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember you have had questions from Eric Lamoureux. Who is also on it. Yeah. He runs things. He runs anyway, things. Wild Dive's a great show. Um, it's got two lovable British chaps on it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we really do this? A ball of jelly, like a skewed jelly. jelly. What's wrong with us? Even the computer turned itself off. Baswell. 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 Thought you were a Forty Towers fan, man. 
Nice Basil, isn't it? Not no, Baswell. but there's a bit where Manuel says, Baswell. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> Baswell. Uh, he put Basil in Ratatouille. <laughs> Mr. Martin. <laughs> That's my tribute to Andrew Sachs there. <laughs> Great tribute. Okay, so we're going to say, go and do the Gathering of Dogs. And what, am I, what do I mean by do? What I mean is, you better go and download them. Because, Nick, they are doing the Tour of Darkness, and it is a tour of all YouTube, the darkest places <laughs> known to man, <laughs> such as the inside of a cave, a closed bathroom with the light off. My name's Adam Rickman. No, it isn't. Oh. Oh, what another, that was another episode. Ah, oh, yes. That was another episode, wasn't it? The another first new episode no we don't put them in a bag they go in a folder on my computer oh, which right, again isn't a real folder it's just in a virtual folder just inside but the laptop if you open that laptop up there's a little bag inside no no there isn't it's I don't know how intercomputers work but they're really cool yeah. would you say it's a virtual dice bag then no it's a folder virtual, oh. virtual ball bag see, <laughs> see it's really good because on the computer right you can do sums there are even games video games yes. I mean okay, I don't know well in that box computers are advanced a shitload since I've I grew up and I know, I know. Jesus. In that box there's games. There's games in it somewhere. I don't know so where they keep I've them. been rattling there's it. There's so <laughs> much stuff. I've been chucking it at the wall trying to get the game Nothing's out. Nothing's coming out. So, no. With all this crazy shit that goes on nowadays, how would I ever get back in contact with you guys? Um, if you want to get in contact with us, Peter, Ooh. you would need to go onto Google Plus. What is this Google Plus? It is an amazing website where you can contact us or you can get in touch via the email tabletoptwats at gmail.com send us your stories or you can go onto the Twitter which is at tabletoptwats or the Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash tabletopt because we couldn't get twats on there no or you can go to Tumblr we don't know how it works we haven't updated it in about a year we haven't even been going I'll throw it out there every now and again GIF. Does like anyone GIF know how Tumblr we, works? I don't know. We put a GIF on there once. But anyway, get oh, in contact yeah. with us on all of those things. So we usually like to leave you with a thought to ponder on until the next episode comes out. Oh, yes. And this week is going to be, is a dog chill or is it no chill? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Good question. Answers right. on a postcard. Fuck. Okay. Um, but we want to thank our guest for coming on. His name is... You know what? I can't even remember my own name. <laughs> Peter Becker, everyone. Oh yeah, Peter Becker, it. everybody. What a guy! Thanks Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for coming. Obviously, on. been memorable guest, of course. Then, because you can't even remember who I am. Who said that? Who's that? Who what? Bloody hell! Who's doing it? Okay, so um, thanks for coming it's on, man. It's been a quiet. shut up. It's been a pleasure <laughs> having shut up. It's been a pleasure having you on here. I was trying Thank to you. say, but it hasn't anymore. I, I'm sorry. You ruined the moment. I, I'm really sorry. Okay. I blend back into the corner. So, there remains one thing to be said, ladies and gentlemen. One thing. A message given to us from the stars by great Cthulhu himself. From Rolaya. And now we pass this on to you, our gift. And our these words gift. that are inscribed into our minds using the pen of the brain are... Larks. Chicken McBoshley.
Okay, right. Now, what you need to do is angle your chair so you can fall over. And then you get your head near the the, the entrance in question. That's it. Oh, wow, really? Yep, yeah, come on. Okay. Yes. That's it. Oh, oh, nice one. Okay, now just wriggle over here. I'll try and... I'm coming over here. Look, I don't like this any more than you're going to have to stop clenching, otherwise I'm not going to be able to see. Look, okay, look. Oh god, this is awful. This is terrible. Okay, you can see it's sort of turtle heading at the moment. Just oh wow, I don't need a running commentary, mate. I uh, know, I'm just saying, just you've got to get a good grip on that with your teeth. I know this is horrible. Oh, I appreciate that. Nick, right. this is for the galaxy. I don't know who it's worse for, me or you. This stinks out. Definitely me. Right, here we go. Oh, oh that's nasty. Oh god. Oh, sorry. Nick! Oh, God! Oh, that was awful. Well, it's out. Now all we have to do to activate it, just headbutt it. <coughs> oh, I think that was a sweet call. Right, what? Headbutt it. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, nice one. Quick, into the portal. Actually, how are we going to do this? Shuffle your chair along. I'm going as quick as I can. Oh, God. Oh, this is really difficult. There's still someone my nose. Okay, now t I'm going to tilt forward into the portal. Ah. Ah. <laughs> 